Uh, hello, every. Yeah, the trick or treat. Yeah, so we had to talk to. Uh, we had all discussed our little Halloween plans. Hello and welcome to Frostside Chat, our weekly live stream post session discussion. Where we talk about what just happened during D&D. This is the chat for session six six. So if you're a Jedi, watch out. Uh, right. But if you haven't watched that session yet, please go do that now because there will be spoilers. I'm your DM, Eric, and joining me we have non Jedi's Chris playing. No, Chris, yes, playing a Robin's player, Chris. That's what I'm gonna say. That's yeah. Edmund's player, <laughs> Raymond. Right. See, I try. I try to be make clever jokes, and my and spiel just, just fucking yeah. falls apart immediately. Wait, does, does, does B come after A? I'm sorry. I apologize, everybody. Let's start it up again. Take it from the top. <laughs> oh, damn it. Uh, so, yes, this was... Um, you guys have officially reached the dungeon of this area, and you guys yeah. have already gone through the ringer. It's fascinating. Yeah, it's fascinating because you, for a while now, you've been doing these sort of three-encounter, four-encounter days that aren't... I mean, I mean, some of them have been little tracks, but they've been pretty pretty well like divided between, like, okay, this... Yeah there's three encounters today or there's four encounters today. Yeah. This one feels more dungeon like where like there there may be a you know way more than three or four they may be just slightly smaller encounters you know like the giant duel like that wasn't I mean it was an encounter but it wasn't yeah. like a full encounter like we have had in the previous days. Yeah. So, yeah. That, that yeah, if you if you include the adventuring day began with the nautiloid crashing to the ground. Right. And then from there, it's been, you know, you took a lot of damage through that, and you did the whole shipwreck thing, which was a big fight. Mm -hmm. Then you short-rested. Then you had the druid fight, the ice statue experience, the yeti fight. Then you short-rested. And now we got to this. So you were already, like, halfway through, if not more, probably, through this adventure day in terms of through your resources before you get to the dungeon. Yep. Which was obviously by design here, because... If you just took this dungeon, it probably is closer in size to those other ones you've had. Oh, and so right. I wanted to take advantage of like, hey, finally, this is a dangerous area that yep. we can kind of treat as a mini dungeon Jesus crawl, kind of like yeah. the Tomb of Annihilation jungle. Yep. Ban the sex bots in chat, Descends of Madness, yeah. <laughs> that seemed to work, by the way. I didn't have any sex bots come in. I, I changed it where you oh. have to be a subscriber in order to, uh, to oh, message really? in the chat. So okay. maybe that'll help deter. Yeah. But yeah, you guys, uh, this began the Grimscala portion of the area. Uh, it was funny that I, in crafting stream, I mentioned like, oh, you know, climbing these steps could probably incur some kind of con save for exhaustion. And then I quickly realized every single one of you has pretty easy means of just traversing and ignoring any kind of um, mundane traversal hazards, yeah. basically. Yeah, we all <laughs> but all it was still a chance for me to show off, so whatever. Yeah. Yep. I, I, yeah, I appreciate those. We're, I mean, because honestly, that's it's like that's why you take traversal steps. So you can get around these problems. Yeah. But if the DM then doesn't introduce any traversal problems, then you start feeling like, well, why did I take this if there's yeah. no, you know, if there was no reason for me to use it? So it's like you still you still got to put those problems there, even though you know that the players all have just ready, you know, to go with solutions. Yeah, and I think that can them. be a. They took them so they can solve them. I think that can be a trap a lot of DMs can fall into. Is like, oh, well, the players have answers to this thing, so I need to do this to counter that. And to some extent, yeah, you want to be able to challenge them and throw some monkey wrenches, but you do want to let them take advantage of their advantages. 
they they made these builds yeah with with the hope that these situations would come up where yeah they get to, if you, you have know, a character who's build. like all about fire damage then don't just keep throwing fire immune creatures at them let them right you know and not every encounter they should dominate but at least some you know that person should be able to show in this in the to jump ahead celeste with her fucking evasion yes. and, and magical dexterity was able to take full advantage of just yeah. not giving a shit about these exploding things <laughs> and yeah. then she was able to feel awesome about that and that's, and yeah, that's cool exactly. to see. And then she just, oh, <laughs> she could have she, I was even like safe, half jokingly like hey have just attack them at range. You, you literally she have like, no, like auto I'm, range I'm, attack builds. She's like, no, fuck that. I don't need to do that. <laughs> I'm dodging around. I'm I'd rather people in a, I'd rather know. show off. <laughs> I respect it. Yeah, yeah. this uh and this is another case of I had to scale the the place up in level right. because, you know, the whole campaign again is not uh you know, it's designed for like you guys to be at the end game now, and you're not at the end game yet. Um, although you're getting there. So I threw a uh, yeah a magical trap at you guys at the entrance, which it was still early in the session. Everybody was kind of laissez faire, so you just throw open the doors. Like, all right, well, <laughs> it's I fine do with find me. It funny that our party. Uh, no, it's not our party. It's us as people. <laughs> we literally will just be like, oh, we don't mean we whatever. Like, wow. like I said, laissez faire. All right, as a DM, I love it. Bad happens. Mm-hmm. And we're like, oh, okay, now we got to be careful, I guess. Like, of course the door with dragon skulls above it has some <laughs> fucking trap. The entrance like, to the Frost not... Giant Fortress would maybe have some security features. I don't, I don't know. Yeah, we just, we didn't care. We were just like, <laughs> yeah, we go in. Let's go. Yeah. Hey, like I said, as a DM, I fucking love it. Like, the best, <laughs> the worst case scenario is if the players are, like, super smart and tactical and they're poking their 10-foot poles at every single thing and right. rolling perception checks. The best one is the heedless, like, Leroy Jenkins, like, I fucking charge forward and fuck everything up. <laughs> it's just chaos yep. and terror. Like, that's the best you, you part. You get to use all the things you built, so it's... Yeah. So how how much of what we've seen so far is you versus the book? Was the trap the book? That's always a good question. Um, no, that was all. That was all new. The trap was new. It was literally an adult dragon breath spewing out at you guys, which was pretty hefty. I did not realize right. every single person would fail the con save, though. Yeah, like some of you have great con saves. I, d- I did know that a lot of you have uh, ice, uh, cold resistance, though, which is something right. I plan to affect because obviously the whole thing is a cold themed dungeon, so having cold resistance is a big fucking deal. Yeah. So I did kind of play that into effect. And then I randomly, as I was looking at building monsters, more so than I've had to do with any campaign because I've had to scale this one up, is I've had to use a lot of custom or other monsters to bring in. And uh, I, again, I want to keep into the you know cold-themed dungeon. So these animated breath things, which are from, I believe, Fizzband's Treasury of Dragons. Oh. And the token that... It, excuse me. Apparently these things can come in any kind of... Like fire breath... Acid breath, whatever, and they have slightly different stat blocks. But the token clearly looked like a cold breath one. So I was like, oh, fuck it, I'm going to yeah. have these appear after. They just add a little bit of another combat encounter in here. Yep. Thinking that that would help spice things up, but you guys took so much damage from the cold thing. I was like, oh, damn, this is going to be really painful. And, and surely it was painful. These guys never fucking missed, I don't think. Like, yeah, Now, you guys rolled really well also, so it was actually yeah. a pretty fun fight. It was just a lot of back and forth. Um, each one of those two creatures had an average of about 90 hit points. They still stuck around for like a couple wow. rounds, but everybody was yeah. everybody. It was just painful. Um, the 
storage room is empty, as in the book. There is an elderly frost giant, as in the book, who is the okay. last of his clan. I so in the book he's elderly, like mechanically also, and I didn't include that part. It's like, nah, he's oh, a legit frost like, giant still. Yeah. But yeah, he's like he's blind and he's got disadvantage and all because you know the player's like level seven or whatever. Oh right, right. So they can't fight him. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then he 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 does desire to fight to the death. However, in the book also he doesn't try to call out one person to champ to dual champion him. It's like the only way this is gonna be interesting is if he oh. says, "Hey, I want to do a ritualistic like one on one." Uh, combat encounter with somebody. The, the one thing that so and and it, it played out pretty much as I expected, which was Frey would take him up with the offer and engage in the fight, which was uh, certainly what I expected. What I was a little disappointed with is that nobody asked him any questions. He actually has a fountain of knowledge about this place. Oh, really? And nobody thought to ask him. Um, oh. Hey, since we're chatting, well, okay, we can talk giant. Yeah, yeah we, good we, question. Yeah, Frey was the only one that was actually talking That's to true. I was, I was thinking, like, I, why, why didn't I ask him any questions? I thought I you had some ability that lets you translate, though. I have an ability that lets anyone understand me. Okay. So it would be a three-way said, conversation, basically. It would have been a three-way conversation. And like I said in the, when she was doing it, if it felt like I needed to step in, I was ready to do that. But as long as, you know, Valravin was hearing a cordial conversation between Frey and this giant... yeah. It didn't seem necessary. And yeah. I mean, even now, the lore that we did get out of him, that he was, from what I gathered, he's part of the old Frost Giants that used to own this place. Uh, Arl's folks came in, took over, and he was sort of, I don't know, what's the word? Uh, uh, not condemned. What's the word for drafted? Uh, yeah, I, I see what you mean, though. Yeah, he was kind of forced yeah, yeah, to, he like, was, he forced submit. to serve her yeah. as... Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that, that, that's what we got out of him. I guess, yeah, I guess you're right. Actual, like, logistical things about the... About the, I, this the, only, the only reason I say that is because I had written down a lot of lines of dialogue for him to be able to answer a lot of potential questions that you guys had, and you guys kind of just jumped right into it, which, well, which is fine. Well, that, that, was, was, that was actually... If you if you follow your own logic, yeah. that was your mistake because of course Frey was going to be the one that was going to talk to him. Yeah. And how many questions do you mentioned Frey? Yeah. That's very true. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> well, just in case, I want to be prepared. So. Yeah, yeah, that's true. But yeah, yeah. you know, to tell you in Frostside chat now, I will say he had a lot of information he, he could have shared. That we didn't get. Yeah, and especially since yeah. he was talking before that, and that could have been, and I wrote down that could have been part of the stipulations. Hey, I'll fight you, but can you answer a couple mm. of questions about what's going on? And he would be uh, willing to do that for sure, but. Yeah, yeah. Someone of the fight. Uh, no, the belt did not get identified yet. Um, yeah. I, I almost identified it for, and, and Chris, using meta knowledge, can pretty much point out what that is. It's. I mean, it, it, there's belts for all the giants, right? There are belts for all the giants, yeah. And, and they all do kind of the, the same. Yeah, yeah, they all do yeah. the same thing, so it's good. It's, that was a last-minute thing that I decided to add. I was like, oh, how cool, because it was just going to be his treasure hoard he's going to give, but I was like, how cool would this be only if somebody accepts, you know, the duel, and, and that would be part of his... Uh, transaction is gift to whoever accepts it. Yeah, you didn't go to kind of sweeten the deal because you always got to sweeten the deal for the players. Um, is to be able to enchant this magic item, and I, I did even think about, hey, what if they just say, hey, you know, instead of us having to kill you, why don't you join us? You can fight your own right. kind, and then he'll like. And notice, I was like, there's no social check here. He's really adamant. He's like, no, I'm not gonna turn on, you know, these people. That would not be honorable. But fighting intruders that would fulfill my, you know, obligations. 
but and because it would be a good respect thing and I, I loved like being able to flavor him like literally making this magic item out of his dying breath basically yeah to give over was was pretty fun so i really enjoyed that whole interaction and i enjoyed uh the voice we got to use and and, and really when we first yeah. started this uh crafting this dungeon i wasn't even sure i was going to use this character because oh. i had other stuff going on in this dungeon but then this week, I've actually firmly decided, you know what? This is actually going to be a good time for it. We've got a lot of combat, a lot of danger. Even though it's actually going to be combat and danger as well, this is a good chance to have a social moment. And I also yeah, love... A different kind of combat encounter, for sure. To, to what chat was picking up on, I love Frey actually being pretty reluctant. Like, she's been, yeah. she's been very, you know, eager to fight. But, you know, as bloodthirsty as she's been in combat, she actually does socialize quite a bit with a lot of... Folks, you know, to look back at the Goliaths, too. If people are generally strong and confident, I think she respects that. Yeah. And she's definitely willing to parlay with people. She won't suffer fools, but mm-hmm. she will. She does have a respect for, uh, you know, just strong, confident people. And I think, yeah, the Frost Giant, she just kind of instantly saw that camaraderie. Yeah. So. Yep, yep. Yeah, it was, it was a good character moment, for sure. Yeah. I enjoyed that. Which is also another reason why I didn't want to step in too much because I, yeah. like, I was like, "This the phrase really kind of got this." Like, the, like mm-hmm. this this moment, Balravan stepping in and trying to like socialize this giant out of this whatever path Frey and him are on, yeah, would kind of detract from the, the what's going on right now. I appreciate that. I, I did love you spending like a hate. I guess that was a potion you had. I don't remember. But, potion, a, yeah. yeah, potion of speed. I don't, I don't know. Where potion I got speed. It, okay, but... that was something I wrote in. Like, hey, you know, he doesn't want anybody to interfere during the combat, but you guys can definitely be using whatever. Similar to like the wrestling match, I think we have at the Goliath. Like, I do love whatever yeah, pre-combat like things you can do. It's it's a rarity. But across all of our campaigns, there's been a handful of those. There was one in Storm King's Thunder where Rochelle's character had to fight a dude one-on-one. Yeah. Same thing. You guys all, like, buffed her up. Yeah. And I, lo- I love the definition of, like, not uh, uh, the, the other players not interfering. Yeah. Because we really stretch those rules, like, as yeah. much as we can. You do, like, yeah. Can we give them punches well, it's tr- it's Yeah. Because you say that, you're like, hey, you know, I want to have this be a fun one for the player, but I realize it's still a party game. I want people to be, like, involved and yeah. have fun ideas. So I really liked... Uh, Raymond's idea with like, hey, let me let me use my homunculus, my little dragon, to like deposit a spell in there. I was like, that's yeah. a cool idea, and he's not even gonna really pay attention to that. So mm-hmm. I like that idea. And then I tried it. You know, she wasn't flavoring it too much, but I and I so I kind of stepped in and was like, hey, since you're have all these buffs and you can just bounce around the room, let's just give you a blanket advantage. I mean, yeah, the alternative would, which I feel like this would have made the, the the fight last longer. Is if like okay, she jumped on his back. Now he's got disadvantage to hit her. I was thinking she might do that. Yeah, but you know, I I think, and I didn't call her out on this, but I think she might have hesitated because she wanted to keep it like an honorable fight. I think she didn't want to treat this like a big monster where she's gonna like climb on his back and be like knifing him in the back. She wanted to sit there and like duel him like a fucking like Star Wars like. And I was like, I I respect the hell out of it. Yeah, that fight was interesting because it was. So dice dependent. It could have gone so I know. Bad Holy her. crap. I I I don't we need to track how many uh like misses I had versus I I think she hit most of the time and I think I hit like twenty five percent of the time or something. Yeah. There was I, I know the first round I completely missed. I think he has double attacks, and I think I missed with uh like fifty percent of the time. Or something like yeah. it was bad. 
And you saw like the yeah. damage he can do is pretty yes. gnarly. Every hit, and she was—I I, I didn't see her what her health was, but she yeah. was saying that she was getting low at the, the at the end of the I, fight. She got down to seventy, which she did rage, which I figured like you know you got to rage in a dual fight. So she got down to half health. The giant had hundred and forty-one hit points, and I did yeah. not fudge a single hit point on that giant. Yeah. At one point, he was down to two hit points, and I still let him have another oh, round. Wow. Yeah, yeah. I, I was like, I'm not fudging this. Like this, I'm getting the most uh, out of this that I possibly can. So. Two questions. Yep. What 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 would have happened had we not honored the duel and like ganged up on him or joined in or whatever? And two, what would have happened had Frey gone down? Um. Okay, so if you had ganged up on him, you still defeat him. He would have been pretty pissed, and he would not have created or given the belt. Okay. So the belt was the was the reward for the honor. yes. That makes sense. That, that was yes. You did. Yeah. Okay. If Frey goes down, that was going to be a lot trickier because he technically hasn't... He, he got his fight, but he didn't go down from it. Right. So I may have flavor... It would have depended on how wounded he was and how the fight has played out. If he was damaged enough, I might have done a thing where, like, well, you both sag and kind of die from it. And then, you know, even though she's unconscious, you guys can rush over and help her. And then he, he might still do his thing. So that's probably how I would have tried to do it. But if he had, like, really yeah. kicked her ass, that would have been harder to pull yeah. off. So I didn't have a good contingency yeah. for that. I honestly just kind of assumed Frey would kick this guy's ass. Which, yeah, yeah. Because of the rage. The gives, yeah. Assuming she would rage, that would give her a huge advantage with the uh, the damage resistance. Right. Yeah, I didn't have a really contingency plan if he absolutely just demolished her. Which, if crit started flying in or things, like it, it maybe could have happened. Yeah. He probably one would have called out another on, champion and like, hey, somebody else come. One crit on a 3D12 yeah. would have been fucking brutal. That's man. very like, true. That, that would have been... Yeah. And I mean, would you have like tried to do, like, like can I silvery barbs like like subtly or something? Like, I mean, yeah, absolutely. I was thinking about that. Like, like okay, could, could I maybe like slow him without him knowing that I'm doing it? You know, yeah. that kind of thing. Yeah. I, I might have allowed that, especially if it was, like, a really brutal moment, but you would have had to roll probably, like, sleight of hand or something yeah. to, like, you know, do it secretly without him knowing. Or just do it, and question. then you, you lose the, you know, if he notices, you, you lose the belt. Yeah, you lose the, the belt, yeah. Yep. yep. That was a fun moment, though. I really enjoyed that. That was. I also decided to have that door open because it felt weird that he's supposed to be the guard and he's just behind a closed door <laughs> and there's an open hallway and right here as so as written i was like how is he so as written we could have walked you could have walked past going. <laughs> yeah. i was like all right well that I'm, doesn't make any sense I, i'm keeping yeah I'm, I'm keeping this fucking door open so that as soon as you guys walk by the door it basically triggers that frost giant fight yeah that's a good question, Jason. The silvery barb, as in barb, like 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 the insult. Oh, that's true. Well, the way I've been flavoring it is like silvery light that comes out of the book. But you're right. Like I think like there's a vocal component, and yeah, uh, yeah I don't think it's an easily hit hidden spell. It but... would have been pretty tricky to pull off. I'll say that. Yeah, yeah. That was against his rules. Yeah, and then the uh, it's a lot of empty rooms. Honestly, the dining room was empty, but did have stairs going up, and then. Uh, the other room at stairs, which is a you know pretty big dungeon with stairs going up and down, as you can tell. Yeah. And then uh, this one had, excuse me, um, ice methods originally, which I kept the same token because I, I liked the yeah. look at them. But I, I was know, like, I know what those are. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, ice methods are going to go down in seconds with these party. Yeah. So what I did is literally take the gargoyle stat block and 
gave them the ice method death burst and then scaled it up oh. appropriately. Yeah. And then that that those were our creatures. That's it. So that's, those were frozen great. gargoyle that's, statues. Yeah, you get a whole new creature now. That's <laughs> basically awesome. a combination of those things. And oh, cool. could there have been something where we didn't trigger them? Like if we just didn't mess with them, or was it part of? No, I think you guys were always going to trigger them. I didn't think you had any way of, um, unless you had some kind of like magical non-detection ability, uh, you were always right. going to trigger this fight. Um, so really it was just a chance for, as as you did, a chance for you guys to do something first before they were active necessarily. Basically, once you if you didn't do anything, once you got close to the stairs, they would have activated and gone after you guys, which I'm not even sure I would give a surprise one at that point, because I feel like <laughs> every player worth their salt, yeah, would be like, all right, we see gargoyle statues. <laughs> There's a good chance they're going to come to life, you know? <laughs> I feel like that's just, that's hard to, like, like, that metagame is one thing, but, like, how often do experienced players just know, like, hey, every statue in suit of armor is a potential threat to me? That's right, that's right, yeah. <laughs> like, I am aware this thing is going to come alive and and try to kill me. Yep. Which, damn your slow spell, you guys rolled so bad for initiative, I was like, oh, I'm gonna come down yeah, and swarm, and so then, fast. but because you still got to go, like, third on your fucking 14, you slowed a lot nuts. of them. And that really yep. changed the dynamic of this fight. I, I didn't hit as well with these guys, but as you saw, being able to have their attacks, uh, their speed is still 60, so even have they were 30, yeah. so that didn't actually slow them down much. But the having their attacks was big, and then they were so... Not only did having their attacks, but I heard oh, the AC like three or four times. Very true. Like that, that hits a slow one. Yes. <laughs> yep, that that did uh, hit. Yeah, lower their AC and did allow you guys to so get a few more hits their in. AC, their normal AC was a 16, I assume? Uh, 15, actually. 15. I might have written it down as 16 with their ice, but I don't think I remember to update that. Okay. So, I, I mean, nobody ever rolled out 13, so I guess we never would have known right. that was good enough. But Yeah, so these things weren't. Too much of a threat, but I thought at least that first explosion was pretty fun because that was something you it guys was. don't expect from gargoyle-type creatures. Yeah. Um, and I tried to scale it where it wasn't, like, too devastating, but, you know, it was kind of like them getting an extra attack in. Yep. That's, yeah. But then yeah, immediately yeah. the all the melee started showing off their text move. Celeste, I, I, I specifically. Really, I did really enjoy how Rochelle was showing yeah, off. Yeah, the her, evasion. Her, her, her evasion. She specifically. Like, oh, yeah. If she makes a deck save, she just doesn't take any damage. Does That's pretty damage. awesome. Yep. Yeah, and the deck save was not ridiculously high. It, it was wasn't. 13, and I, so thirteen. Like, yeah. yeah, odds are she's gonna make it unless yeah, she's gonna... yeah. Because at this point, fifteen is generally where a lot of DCs should be for you guys for most monsters and hazards. But these were kind of more minion type creatures. Sure. So I'm like, eh, it probably shouldn't be. No, well, like, I, ten I is too low, is, but thirteen. Is that, at what point is it fifty fifty? Yeah, and, and a lot that's of hard though because you have to look at all your like, you have to look at all the players yeah. and be like, all right, with some of them like Khan is the worst because like Frey's got a plus eight and one of you ah. is like a plus one, so it's real fucking hard to take the average of that. Yeah, but I still thought somebody would have made that DC fifteen Khan save for the cold breath. That was, breath. That yeah. was every yeah. single one of you failed that. <laughs> that was just nasty pants. Yep. So yeah, we got through technically three combat encounters, although one of them was a very quick one on one duel. Mm-hmm. But otherwise explored uh, almost this entire first floor. You guys have one room left. Yeah. And it's at least... Session. It, felt, it felt very yeah. high energy. For I don't know if it was just... I don't know what it was, but... Yeah. We were, we were in good spirits. And yeah, we, we came out swinging. I think all the combat encounters went pretty well. None of them turned into a big slog, which is always a worry for the DM. Yeah. Um, 
But yeah, because the gargoyles, you know, we got to show off with some cool stats and exploding. They didn't last too long. Although they all have an average of 50 hit points. When you think, like, God, there's six dudes with 50 hit points. But they're like, oh, I have to think about the fact that easily half the party can do 30 damage yes. around. On say, average, without like, even breaking a sweat. doing like 15 per attack, so he's yes. doing 30 around. Yeah, turn. Yeah, like literally like three of you are basically doing 30 damage, and then the other two of you have all kinds of crazy spells and shit you can do. So, yeah, and the Kruthix, like the, the insects from the prison, like same way, they had like an average of like 40 hit points or something, and you think like, that's a lot for a minion, but God, they, yeah, these guys do so much damage. Yeah. They have to pull out the big guns. And it's that's been the biggest change for me as I'm not used to using uh, cus custom monsters so much yeah. in my games. I, I use a lot of custom items, but not necessarily custom monsters. And then this this game in the later stages, because we've gone well beyond, like you guys are level 11, and we're not even at the end yet. I've had to pull out a lot of new custom stuff that I haven't yeah. had to work with yet. And and see, your experience here tonight is exactly why I love custom monsters so much. Yeah. I love that moment of. The players not knowing, yeah, learning what a when can it happens live. Yeah, that is a good live. way to get out of the meta knowledge thing for sure. Yeah, because we've been playing D anD D for what six, seven years now, and it gets it gets really difficult. And I appreciate that we usually try to you know not have uh, our vast player knowledge interfere with our limited character knowledge, but it's it's still hard to separate that at times and the easiest way to combat that is using new foes or modified foes that yeah modify them yep players haven't seen yet and i've had to deploy that quite a bit in these later stages although there is yeah. some stuff that translates pretty well yeah higher levels all right well we're still going to be in grim scala for another uh it's the name of the place all right i, I saw the name of the, the door but i assumed it was like the name of a person or something oh so, yeah yeah, yeah. this name of the skull mountain fortress specifically yeah so okay. the island of okay. solstice is the whole island and then the skull mountain is called grim scala okay yeah so you guys have entered the and this this whole section is still just chapter five of the book basically is this whole area okay. i think we'll be in here for a little bit while longer yeah. Uh, anything else about session six six? It was a good one. It's fun. Yes, Dan, go to the Discord. We will discuss things as we always do. Awesome community. <laughs> All right, that will do it for the Frostside chat. Thank you to Chris and Raymond. I'm Eric. Thank you to all of you for tuning in, and we will see you all next week. <laughs>